Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, 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 it's your girl, Autumn Miles. How you doing? It's fall in North Texas. Dan, are we so excited about that? We are very excited. We're so excited. Have you started your fire in your house? No, it's a little early for a fire. Have you eaten a s'more yet? I haven't eaten a s'more, no. No s'mores. Do you like s'mores? I don't know. I'm not sure. You don't know if you like s'mores? Do you know what a s'more is? No, I don't even know what a s'more is. Don't. Are you serious? They were never served up in my family, I guess. Graham cracker, chocolate, marshmallow? The ingredients sound great. Are you being for real? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What are we doing? Okay, Dan doesn't know what s'mores is. We could do a whole show on Dan not knowing what s'mores are. Dan, I'm bringing you a s'more next week, and we're going to have it together on air, and we're going to tell everyone what you, if you like it or not. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay, sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so I haven't had a s'more either this fall, but man, we are so excited. Fall is here in DFW. Um, today, we are going to do part two to a show that, I thoroughly enjoyed. It's very close to my heart. We talked yesterday to Latasha Morrison. She wrote a book called Be the Bridge, Pursuing God's Heart for Racial Reconciliation. She has written a book about this. Um, She actually has a, a whole nonprofit about racial reconciliation. There's a thousand groups that are all over um, the, the internationally, she said, internationally, that are meeting to figure out how do we bridge the gap between the different races. Um, and it was so fascinating, you guys, that I could not, I didn't want to stop her. Dan was looking at me going, three minutes, three minutes. And I'm like, what? We haven't even gotten started yet. So in just a second, you're going to hear part two of our conversation where she talks all about humility, um, which... I am obsessed with. I think I think sometimes we just need to eat a little bit of humble pie um, and say, you know what? We don't understand. I don't understand your perspective, but I'm going to listen to you. Um, and she does. She does really good job at spelling all that out. I uh, want to let you know I wrote a little book. Hello. I've written three of them, but wrote a little book that we put uh, released in July called Gangster Prayer. And we had so many comments from people that we put together like almost a document of what this book is doing, transforming prayer lives. Um, If you feel today like you are, your prayer life is, you're a prayer fraud. That's what I talk about in the book. Are you a prayer fraud? Do you say you pray, but you don't? Are you secretly jealous that God interacts with other people and answers their prayers, but he doesn't seem to answer yours? Um, are, Are you wanting more, but settling for less in your prayer life? Are you desiring to engage God, but you just don't really even know the principles of prayer to do it? Gangster prayer. Listen, there's a reason why I, I named it this. Gangster prayer is goes there, goes there. I mean, it gets super serious with you 
from the first sentence. Um, and it will carry you through uh, uh, just, uh, it's. Uh, I don't want to call it a how-to book because that's ridiculous. We're talking about prayer. God can do what he wants. But principles from God's word that I have clung to that have helped me see the supernatural engage with my life. Um, and I give a personal story at the beginning of every chapter about how there was a huge issue and God came through. So go pick it up. Go pick it up. If you evaluate your prayer life and you say, listen, I need, I need help here. Um, I'm not, I don't have a thriving prayer life. This book is for you, man, woman, child. It is for you. You can get it anywhere. Books are sold and we would be so honored um, just for you to pick it up and read it. It's a great small group material. We have lots of small groups that are going with it, uh, going through it right now. So um, without further ado, I would like to get into part two of my conversation with Latasha Morrison about her book, Be the Bridge, all about racial reconciliation. Here we go. What I want you to talk about um, is you say this, and I have said this, which I was like, wow, I feel really smart (laughs) because (laughs) I've actually said this in the last, wait, oh, shoot, we are running out of time. I think (laughs) humility, humility is a huge part. If you don't understand, don't make a statement. Racism doesn't exist. Humble yourself and say it does exist. Maybe if someone comes to you and say, oh, I'm I'm experienced racism. You are. Tell me how. Don't just make a blanket statement when you do not um, understand what's happening, because this is what infuriates this um, this idea that racism still exists. Talk to me about being humble, Tasha. I need to hear this. I love this. Yeah, we have to start, I think in the book I started with, we have to start with the posture of humility because pride has taken over. And what you said was great, where if someone comes to you with an issue, just think about the issue. If you come and you're saying um, um, to your spouse or to your friend, you know what, you made me feel a certain way. Or when you say this and and then they deny it and say, no, no, that's not true. Mm. They're taking something that you've experienced and that you know, and they're telling you it doesn't exist. So when we take this, when we think about racism, when we think about that, think about it in the relational terms as it relates to you as a woman, you as a spouse, you as a a friend, and how if you were telling someone something that you were experiencing and they tried to explain it away. Mm. And so that, first of all, you wouldn't trust that friend anymore. You wouldn't want to go to that friend anymore. And so we really have to start with this place of of humility where it's like, you know what? I may not have all the answers. I don't have the solutions. Um, I don't understand everything. But sometimes it's the pride in us that makes us think that what we see is what we believe, but really the thing is, it's like we actually, our belief systems cause us to see mm. in a different way. Yeah. And so a lot of times we can see the same thing, but because of our belief systems, people actually, um, they, they don't believe what they see. They see what they already believe. Mm. And so what we have to approach this conversation is, is with that of humility, understanding that what you're actually seeing may not truly be 
what's happening. Yeah. You know? And so we have to embrace other perspectives. And one of the greatest things that we can do and why I'm able to do this work is because I grew up in a very diverse community that is not the same for everyone. You have to really, that proximity is not the, um, the answer, but it is a beginning step because you have to think about it. People were proximate, proximate to um, African Americans and, um, you know, throughout um, history, but in some of those cases, they still were abused. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. proximity doesn't necessarily change you, but when you when you approach proximity as it relates to relational, when you you're trying to get to know, the reason why I understand Asian culture and the Asian community is because I have Asian American friends mm. that I sit with, and not just one, because no group is monolithic. All white people are not alike. All Asian people are not alike. All black people are not alike. All native people are not alike. All Latin, um, Latino people are not alike. And so you have to diversify your friendships and sit with it. Yeah. I follow people that are Native American online that are telling their stories, that are recounting their history, that are running organizations, that are speaking on behalf of their people, um, that, that know and understand their story. Um, they've, they've endured great trauma in this country through boarding schools where their culture and language have been stripped from them. There's um, groups of Native people that have no idea. They've assimilated, and most of them don't even know about their their Native American ancestry. Um, And so I sit with that. Um, I follow Asian American people so that I can understand um, the history. The same thing with um, um, Latina Americans. And so that's what I would encourage people to do Mm. is to realize and to really do self-interest that I'm not coming to this with all the answers, but I'm coming with an open hand. I want to listen. Um, yes. We want to learn. We want to lament. Yes. Um, and we want to love. And so I think when people approach any conversation with the conversations like that, especially as a, as a white person, it's coming with an open heart, being willing to listen to learn, to lament, to have empathy, even when you don't understand, even when you don't agree. I can step into someone's um, sorrow with them and their pain um, because I love them and because I'm supposed to love my neighbor. And then to love, to love anyway, to love despite of what culture and what people are telling, ideologies are telling you, and to not think of yourself better than anyone else. If you're saying that we are all image bearers, you know, mm. we cannot say that America is the apple of God's eye because what does that say about Brazil? Mm. What does that say about Iran? If we truly believe this, and it's not just talk, yeah. if we truly believe this, if it's not just talk, we mm. have to understand that God is at work in every ethnicity and in every culture and in every country. God has his people. Mm. You know, Christianity didn't start in America. Yeah. It didn't start in Western culture. It started mm. in Eastern culture. Mm. You know, it started in Northern Africa. So we have to understand that, you know, and I always tell people just to give you a wake-up call, and I give your listeners a wake-up call. You know Jesus wasn't white, and he didn't speak English. Right. So just a reminder, because sometimes what we see is what we believe. And, you know, when we think about pictures and stuff that were created by the Catholic Church, it was it, it went to appease a certain group of people to make Jesus into this lighter character. Um, but, you know, I'm saying if, if, if our if our goal is eternity, 
And if we're talking about having heaven, you know, a little bit of um, on earth as it is in heaven, yeah. a lot of us going to get to heaven. We're going to see Jesus and we're going to be like, ooh, ooh. Well, who are uh -oh. you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? This wasn't that the picture I saw you know? in Sunday school. This isn't the right picture. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so we oh need to gosh. see a reflection of God in Amen. all of his creation. And so one of the things I would say to you as a mom that that's, that's raising um children, um, black children, um, um, from different, very various cultures, I would say, um, to love them well, to make mm. sure that they see themselves, make sure that you expose them to diversity, make sure that they see you defend, um, them, mm. um, make sure that they understand who they are and whose they are. Mm. Um, you know, and, and one of the things we're creating, you know, it be the bridges like, I wrote this book, um, be the Bridge, but Be the Bridge is an organization. Uh, we are yes. an organization that are trying to um, um, engage racial healing in America to help people have transformative, um, um, distinct conversations. Um, we are about empowering culture and people toward racial equity um, and racial healing and um, racial reconciliation. And so that's what we're about. And we're not just in America. We're across the globe. We have groups in New Zealand and, and groups starting up in Germany. Um, this is where God has his people. Yeah. We're just a part of it. And so I would just encourage you to continue to talk, um, to continue to be uncomfortable. This conversation is not comfortable. I mean, mm. who signs up to do this? I mean, we look at history, people die doing this speaking truth. And so um, I would say continue. Uh, we are also developing tools and resources around the conversation of transracial adoption to help um, families um, as they're Oh my goodness, that would this, be so needed. Work. That's so yes, needed. It's so going to launch needed. in 2020. So stay tuned for that wow. um, as it relates to Be the Bridge. Um, and so we just want to help people. We want to love people well. And, you know, even when I say love your enemies, that includes me, you know, mm. so people who don't understand this, people who um, cause great pain and trauma to my heart and to my very existence. I'm still called to love them yeah. and see the humanity in them. If I can do that in the midst of all this happening, um, I'm calling other people to sign up and do the same thing. So Amen. that's what we're about. We're about lifting up the marginalized voices on this, on this bridge to racial reconciliation to make sure that the stories of those that have been unheard are actually heard. Um, so that's it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Tasha, that's you are like, I, I love, I thank you. Um, we're like way over time. But um, thank you so much for being on the show. I just feel yeah, like, I mean, just yeah. with my social media following, following I have a very di diverse social media following. And when we adopted the babies uh, almost five years ago, um, we got so many amazing tips, wisdom, um, hey, make sure you do X, Y, Z from my, my, uh, uh, diverse community. Um, just so you know, they're going to d d struggle with a, you know, whatever it is. And us sitting, my husband and I reading through some of the comments humbly and saying, you're right. We don't know. We don't understand. Please teach us. Help us how to parent these children to the glory yeah. of God so they don't feel like they've mm -hmm. ever, they missed out on anything. 
Um, that that I that humility has has been really really powerful, and I think just mm. as a community um, of believers, if we are to step back and say, "You're right," we don't understand some of this stuff. We we may have read about it. It doesn't affect me directly. I'm so sorry it affects you. How can I be the bridge? <laughs> Um, you know, how can I humble myself and and help in this um, in in furthering racial reconciliation? And for my listeners out there, one of the ways that you can do that is you can pick up um, Latasha Morrison's book, "Be the Bridge." Um, join one of her groups. She has a thousand "Be the Bridge" groups that um, help and train you how to do this. Also, I don't want to forget she is having an event. In Dallas, October 24th at Bent Tree Bible Fellowship from 7 to 9, October 24th. Um, You can see her. I don't know if they can meet you. I don't really know. I didn't get that much in the notes, but she's going to be there. Well, I Um, think I will be signing books. Okay. I will be signing books. So if they buy the book, I will be there. Um, It is a book tour event. Okay. A book tour event. Awesome. So make sure you have plans to come October 24th. Bent Tree, everybody knows about that in the Dallas area. It's a huge church, and it's an awesome church. So uh, make sure you have plans to do that. Tasha, girl. Yes. <laughs> All the yes. So All the yes on this. Uh, this is probably, I knew this was going to be a good show, which is why I wanted you five years ago. Um, but uh, thank you so much for just speaking truth in a loving way and uh, awakening our minds and awakening our hearts and um, thank you for championing uh, this cause. It's 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 really powerful and so needed right now. And thank yes, you. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being brave and presenting this to your audience. Um, when people say, what can I do? You use your platforms. You leverage it. You mm-hmm. listen. You learn. You lament. You leverage and you love. Yes. And so what you just did now was that of leveraging your platform, lending your mic um, to a voice that can to speak truth and to speak hope um, into a broken world. Mm -hmm. And that's what you just did. So thank you so much. That concludes part two of my conversation uh, with Latasha Morrison. Go get her book, Be the Bridge. I want to say, please go to her event, um, which will be at Bent Tree Bible Fellowship, October 24th from 7 to 9. We still have a couple minutes here and I, It's so interesting that my assistant, who maybe you've seen on my Insta stories, you probably have ever. She's a fan favorite, you guys. She's a fan favorite. Her and her bangs are famous over here. Um, But she is Asian and um, was adopted. And we had almost an identical conversation about this when we were flying back from God knows where a couple of days ago. Um, And she has a very unique perspective because she is from a different country, was adopted. And um, tell me just your cast. She's, she's on the line here. Tell me your thoughts about what you heard Tasha say. I think that this conversation is so important for today, first of all. And I'm so thankful that we got to Mm. share it on the show because this is something that needs to be an everyday conversation. This needs to be brought to all people in all churches of all perspectives. Mm -hmm. This is not something that is, um, you know, isolated in, you know, 
certain parts of the country what most people think, but it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether we like it or not, it's affected our perspective um, negatively or positively. And I think we need to address that. And this having conversations like this is the first step to addressing it. One of the things that so I, I love Cassie, by the way, she's like one of my kids. Um, I feel like I have kids. You know, she's she's and you're one of my, my blonde kids. mom. And she calls me her blonde mom. It's the best thing ever. And I feel very honored that you call me that. Um, but this is something in the Asian community as well. I mean, we we, we talk pre- predominantly about uh, just African-American white in, in, in the conversation that I had with Tasha. But it's also you feel that way as well, being from China. Yeah, I feel I'm specifically Chinese um, and I was adopted by white parents. So I grew up in this weird middle culture of am I white or am I Asian? And you're never really fully both. And so on, I think from my perspective of being in this weird in between, this does affect you because Mm. you feel, you know, like you're a part of your peers. And, you know, I grew up in a white school, white community, and I felt like I was a part of them and one of them, but I was very aware that I didn't look like them. And Mm. they always made sure that I knew that you're always a little different. So, and so you experienced some of the comments too, that like Tasha was talking about earlier. When when the late, I got to get back to my notes. When um, the woman looked at her and said, people love their slaves. I mean, it would be different for you, but you've experienced comments like that. Oh, completely. I've had, you know, comments of, I mean, you know, I grew up in in a small school or, you know, as a kid. So it's comments like, you know, why do your eyes look like that? Mm. Your eyes aren't as big as mine, so you must not be able to see as much. Or the stupid stereotype of, I made a better grade than you in math, so I guess I'm smarter than, you know, all Asians. Or, you know, dumb things like that. But they get to you and they feed this, you know, this insecurity in your brain that I am different and Mm. I am isolated from what, from you. Mm. So I um I love you, Cassie. And I think we we like I said, when we sort of went into this segment of the show, we had just an incredible conversation about not not just um adoption, because we talked a lot about adoption on that. What was how long was that plane ride? It was like an <laughs> hour and a half, but it was jam packed. We, we went there, filled up it up a thirty thousand miles above the earth. Um no. 30,000 miles? 30, that feet. sounds right. <laughs> 30,000 miles. That we would have been seems on Mars. not safe. That was but not where besides we were. the point. We did not go to the moon and have this conversation. Um, but I think also you were really helpful to me um, in this second part. We talked about humility. Um, and here you are. You are helping me, significantly younger than me, Um give me wisdom towards raising my children of a different race. And I just want to publicly thank you for that because um, that humility, I think, is so incredibly important. I don't have it all figured out. I don't have it all together. And um, what she was talking about earlier in the show, listen, be humble Um, to everyone that's listening. I think those two those two elements are so key to ra- racial reconciliation. What would you say to that, Cassie? I think, first of all, you say, you know, that I helped you, but I think you've also helped me watching you <laughs> raise your little babies and seeing, you know, that's exactly what my parents did. And I have mm. a newfound appreciation for what my parents instilled in me and taught me and which I thought was stupid growing up. But now I realize like this was for a reason and yeah. it's fed into why I am the way I am today. 
Um, so thank you for that, for raising your kids the way you do mm. with, um, you know, intentionality to make sure that they are included and they do have a seat at any table. Yeah. Um, I think that's huge in making sure that, you know, this world feels as if, as if it is in heaven, you know, yeah. God was inviting. And so isolation is not, mm. you know, what we should be teaching. So mm. Thank you. Well, I love you so much, Cassie. Thank you for lending um, just your perspective. I think this whole conversation is we need to have more of these. We need to have more more of these conversations. Um, if you're you, your eyes are totally oh, maybe let, let's just say you you're awake. You're awake to the situation after these two shows. That's exactly what we we wanted to do. Understand there is an issue and we can lend our voice to reconciliation um, you know, right where we are, right in our communities. Um, you know, with that being said, I just want to thank you so much for listening in um on this conversation. Go get the book again, be the bridge. Go get it. Latasha Morrison um is the author's name, and she has really incredibly blessed my heart. I hope as you move forward after hearing the show, you will be aware of conversations that you have. You will be aware of comments that maybe you make, maybe little jokes that you say that aren't funny. They're not funny. Okay. Because uh, sometimes we say them and we think we think that they're funny, but they, 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 you don't understand sometimes the recipient's offense and what is really packaged in that person's mind when they receive something like that. Um, Just walk walk forward in your life fully awake that this is an issue and you want to be part of the solution, not perpetuate the problem. I say all this in love. I love you guys so much. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Mile Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.